You're listening to the MLS Fantasy Insider, bringing you weekly tips, tricks, and advice for the official MLS Fantasy game. Hello and welcome to episode six of the MLS Fantasy Insider, our preview of round four. This episode is brought to you by the people's elbow for those times you want to make sure var's job is easy brother uh, oh wait no 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 sorry sorry whoa uh no actually brought to you by the amazing patreon community and supporters of the mls fantasy insider and mlsfantasyboss.com i'm your host reed Connolly from mlsfantasyboss.com and tonight i'm joined by our co-hosts blaine riffle and ashley savage how are you all doing tonight i'm well I'm awesome. Thanks, Reed. Yes, happy for you all to be here as usual. I hope you enjoyed my my little Hulk Hogan impersonation, right there. Uh, I just couldn't. But I was thinking about the the run the the brought you by, and I remembered the the little breakdown from from the instant replay. I was like, no, that's got to be it. That's yeah. got to be it. Got to have some way to work in something with the people's elbow. Yep. And city of brotherly love with Philadelphia. So the brother part just made sense. Is the lob ball. I know it was right there. It was it was right there. Low hanging fruit. So that's what it's all about. Uh, again, thank you everyone who's joined us live with the stream. Thank you everyone who is listening uh, at a later date to uh, the podcast through whatever podcast service you so enjoy. And welcome again. We did this last week, but I want to do it again. Welcome again to anyone who has found our show through Skylar's fantasy positional rankings articles uh, from the MLS official MLS news for the fantasy game. Uh, yes, People's Elbow. JoJo was pointing out that People's Elbow is The Rock. I also love The Rock, uh, but the brother part was my Hulk Hogan impersonation because yeah. I love Hulk Hogan as well. Um, not not old. Uh, but no, again, welcome everyone who's joining us for the first time tonight. Thank you so much. Have a fantastic success story I'm going to start the show with tonight. This is why we do this podcast, everyone. Uh, I got a message. I got tagged in a message on, on Twitter today, and it was from uh, Stephen. And he is the, was, is, I guess, is it still right? He is the number one highest scoring player for week three. And he got 138 points. That's absolutely amazing. Steven, I don't know if you, if you listen to us or join us. Uh, I think you listen to us because you gave us some credit, but I don't know if you join us for the live streams. And I also love that your team name is Ted Lasso's Biscuit. Um, mm-hmm. You, you win every fantasy team name i'm so sorry matt pollard but ted lasso's biscuits is just amazing for for me right now uh, but yes uh steven finished with 138 number one overall give a shout out to mls fantasy stats mls fantasy insider fantasy boss and skyler with draft kicks uh this is it um first time he's ever happened in four years of playing this this game um that's why we do it to help people hit these highs to have fun and enjoy the game. And this is a fantastic success story. We are so happy to have been able to play a small role in, and you being able to do that. So uh, again, Steven, congratulations on your number one round finish. Speaking of how we finished in round three, Blaine, how'd you do? Um, I think I did pretty well. Um, I'm happy with my 109 points mm-hmm. and a 3.8 million value gain. Um, probably could have done a little better, but, I've decided not to tinker with my lineup. The only change I made was a pre-planned one that I talked about last week, which was if Lucho is not going for Cincinnati, make sure you have a midfielder for Orlando. I wasn't going to with Lucho playing, but no Lucho means I brought in Nani. I only wish I had dropped Reynoso instead of Montiero. 
Um, yeah, Reynoso is kind of the one bad spot on my lineup this week, and that hurt. I hope he's okay. I know he's on the injury list now, coming out with the knock. Uh, bench hit like crazy. Uh, Cowell picking up 16 off the bench. I don't know that we've ever had somebody that close to a scrub being that high up in the captain's positioning. I think he would have been the number two captain for the round behind Carlos Heel, who I also had. So I just stashing those cheap players. Yeah. What was that, Ashley? Brad Smith was the number one captain. Oh, captain. Okay. So (laughs) Cal was number two or number three, but still nobody captains defenders. He doesn't count. No, (laughs) but no, I just stashing some of these cheap options on your bench this year has been huge. And I've been rolling with the cheaper guys and the points per dollar is really, is really coming in strong that way. And it's allowing a lot, a lot of nice switcheroos are freeing up money to switch around later. So 109, I'll take it. Ashley. Yeah, I came in, you know, right behind Blake Lane figuratively it, with 108. Um, I got a pretty hefty price gain, which I liked. Um, I know when I both talked after we won that we went down, like what, 0.1, Um, So it's nice. It's been nice to have two weeks of price rise. Um, I did tinker and regretted immensely. <laughs> um, I got really eager with that Columbus lineup um, and thought BWP would be a real sneaky differential. Um, and I dropped Cade Cal for him and uh, felt fine about it with the three. Brandon by hit on my bench. Who cares? And then I watched Cade Cal just go off and, and I'm still not over it. But uh, I picked up Brandon by. I picked up the Dallas goalkeeper who got an assist. So that made me feel kind of sneaky too. Um, so yeah, I, I can't complain with 108 and almost a five million price rise. So I'm pretty decent. Very nice. I had a good round as well. I did uh, some tinkering, which I wish I hadn't. I uh, I was going for. I took by out of my team and added a uh, San Jose player who ended up not starting, and then I swapped him with Tommy Thompson, who was not Brandon by. Uh, so that was really the only only tinkering I regretted otherwise I got 112 points very pleased with my team I beat Andrew Weeby in our head-to-head in the Invitational Experts League so yes beat the spoon uh but no I I did a lot of what I think a lot of others did I had Roldan on there I had Gutierrez I had Nani uh, I had Heal I also had Reynoso so that was my my low point there I had Rui Diaz as my captain it was really tough for Rui Diaz or Nani with my captain uh but um Heel would have been the better one for me, but I ended up going with Rui Diaz, so I'm not going to complain about that. Had Galese on my bench, uh, had Schlegel on my bench, and I had Cowell on my bench, so a lot of bench points. Place didn't really hit for me. Of course, I said Tommy Thompson. I had Leal in my team. He he got five. Not amazing, not horrible, um, but uh, I had a five-something million, I think, increase, uh, or maybe it was three. Sorry. I have 108.3 now. I think it was at 105 with my team value before the start. So I also had a huge team value increase. Uh, I think I'm back into the pack. I've seen a lot of people on Reddit talk about, uh, on Discord talk about uh, having 110 or, or 109. So I feel like if you're in that high 108, 109, you're, you're, you're in the hunt for what you're going to want to have to build a really competitive team going forward. If you're a little bit below that, don't worry. There's a lot of value players I think you can really maximize. As far as team points go, I went up with 112 in the overall ranking. So I think if you saw a triple digit, you probably went up. If you got into the high 90s, maybe. Uh, But a lot of people who hit in those 120s, 
uh, definitely should have had a fantastic round. But I think if you hit triple digits this week, you you had a good round. From everybody in chat, um, a lot of great scores. High 90s, 124, 117, 103. You guys are doing fantastic. Guys and gals. Sorry, should make sure I point that out. Guys and gals are doing uh, very well with your scores. So uh, happy, happy to see that. Let's do a quick recap of some of the high fantasy moments or just the, the important fantasy takeaways that we took. Uh, if you're in chat with us, feel free to share yours. I'm going to give just some quick ones. Um, I mentioned last week that the uh, New York Red Bulls had allowed the fewest shots uh, or one of the fewest shots of any of the teams, and they came away with some big defensive points this week. So keep an eye on them. They may have some options there. Um they had yeah, the fewest shots going into round three and they held Chicago to only 13 shots. So um, they, they had some good points going forward. Uh, Blaine, you had a little addition there that Gutman on defense and David with another four bonus points. Yeah. Davis. Yeah. Gutman's been picking up a few bonus points every game. If you're looking at defense, he seems to be getting forward too. He's already got a goal this year. Just seems like a good two-way player, but he's snagging a few bonus points to add in. And then Davis is just, we always talk about who's going to hit for Red Bulls. Uh, Velo looks pretty – Velo could be good when he plays. Davis is getting the bonus points consistently and doing that. Caden Clark's a Galazzo machine, but he doesn't hit every week. And then, oh, who's the other one? Uh, Caceres Jr. is another one that seems to be like when Clark's not hitting, he is. So if you're kind of hedging your bets and you need to go a little safer and want to win a head-to-head, Davis is, seems to be like the most consistent but a little bit lower ceiling. Yeah, no, there's uh, some good options there. Uh, I'm going to throw out about uh, Columbus. Again, clean sheets have been hard to come by, but Columbus has gotten two in a row with, with their last two games. CCL is definitely factoring into what's going on uh, and uh, a little bit of bunkering. I don't know about bunkering. They went up against Montreal. Some people were really going to bet on them. Toy did not start, so be careful with those lineups, but uh, could have some good things from Columbus if you're looking for, for some clean sheets, uh, assuming – the impacts of CCL. That's always the caveat when talking about these teams. Uh, RS, yeah, exactly. Yeah, they did. Um, uh, RS still hit the ground running. Uh, they have a lot of value targets. I saw people mention uh, Krylich in in the chat. Uh, yes, he was the standout player from here. Rusnak was was not. Um, and th- we'll talk about some of them later in, in the show, but definitely RSL has had some options. Be careful. I don't know if they're just like a bunker counter or this is still early season form, but, but at least for right now, you can, you can maybe build some value still off of some of these players. So a uh, nice right there. Uh, Cincinnati. Oh my gosh. Bet against Cincinnati. They are still just hemorrhaging goals. Blaine is right without Acosta. It is uh, a problem. Maybe getting a new goalkeeper. We'll see what happens there. Just, just on the rumor wire though, pretty much anytime there's a rumor about a player, Cincinnati's name is gets attached on there, I think. Uh, but yeah, no, Cincinnati is still a team to bet against set pieces, open play, any kind of goal that can be scored own goals can be scored against Cincinnati. Uh, we mentioned some hesitation about still being with Minnesota. I'm, it's abandoned ship, I think, right now for Minnesota, unless they just got to dig in and try to show us something different. But the value from Reynoso that could have been gained from the early performance is gone now, especially with the, the fourth and fifth week round coming in for the value changes. But abandoned Minnesota until we see something different as far as I am concerned. And even though Montreal did not get a goal, they are still creating chances. So I wanted to highlight that one more time before going on to, to Blaine and Ashley that um, 
look at some of these, these defend, these not defenders, these forwards are not necessarily uh, bad as maybe some people may have said at the beginning of the season, or if you were wary, there are chances being created. So look who is, is starting and you could find some good value there. I think Blaine. Yeah. I, I know it came up in discord cause I had mentioned it. If Marin was out for Kansas city, that's uh, Matt, that makes that a no longer a fade RSL. And I hope you listen to me. I didn't. And the takeaway there is Ilya is terrible right now covering for the defense. I love him as a passer, but I had a little mini rant after that game. We got gassed in the playoffs last year through his position. And it was the exact same thing this weekend. We got gassed up the middle. If Ilya is out there at defensive midfielder, it's almost to the point of picking against Kansas city. If you've got fast teams, it's as bad as that is. He cannot cover the ground and he is not stopping things coming through the middle. And that's where the majority of the goals have been coming from is right up the gut when he's not covering it. So watch that one. Um, Pulido and Russell started, which was huge. That gets back some of our offensive capabilities. I would expect this team to keep scoring, but um, until we get some health on the defensive side, it's not going to come back. Um, value players, like we've been talking about it all week and we'll have it in the switcheroo thing, but value players are your tiebreakers right now. If they're cheaper, they're probably worth playing. They're less team value intensive. They, they're not going to hurt your value quite as much if they have a bad week. Uh, if you picked up one of the cheaper mids um, like Stojanovic instead of Reynoso because you were worried about team value, you, you came out ahead both points and money-wise, so keep that in mind. Um, Nashville and Miami both played to a scoreless draw. That that shocked me. I thought that game had some fireworks in it. I know the Higuain brothers were out with the death in the family, but I still expected more from that game. Nashville's defense finally showed up this year, but the offense just died. I'm not sure what to make of that. I don't know how much we can hang on to that. Leal did get a five, which isn't going to hurt his average too much given his price, but it might be time to start looking away from both of those teams for a little bit until we see some form come back. If you're still worried about the team value game, definitely fade both. Uh, Vancouver played a little bit different style this week. They moved Dahomey out wide in the midfield and tried putting a new guy into the attack and it didn't work. They looked really ineffective. I went in on Dahomey for the last game. Um, I had Cadiz on the bench, so I didn't get that. I didn't need that. So I, I stuck with Dahomey and not a great score overall and just they they looked bad and Colorado's kind of back vines came in and that's who Vancouver was playing the the defense looked better still gave up a few chances but vines seemed to have helped when a car comes back I could see this becoming a the, the one of the top defenses like we kind of predicted in the preseason um, so I think a little bit of that's both teams there, but I didn't like Vancouver's shift. And if they're going to keep playing that way, I don't know that you're going to want to pick up anybody from them. Dahomey playing out of position was probably the only pickup going forward that you wanted. And Colorado can't find goals. I mean, it was a nice free kick by Rubio, but they're not scoring from open play. They've got some speed. They've got some young attackers. I would expect more and they're not doing it, but the defense seems to be coming around. Yeah, that's, I think that's really important. Colorado's not, horrible and I think some people might have been thinking this was another team to start betting against but they're not horrible there is that question about where are the goals going to come from do you have some bonus point producers and people like like price that are on there but uh, but yeah no you know they're they're likely going to be a defensive heavy team from the fantasy point of view yep 
Ashley. And they are playing Minnesota at home. Colorado will be at home this week. So interested to see you yeah. know, how they down there. Um, yeah, you know, another another great week for a Seattle fantasy fan and team fan. Um, Seattle's only given up one goal in three games, and it was that Atuesta set piece. Um, so zero from open play. Um like, you know, Blaine said, never captain and defender, but I think, you know, Brad Smith's putting in a ton of offensive points. New who's putting in a ton of offensive points. Alex Wolf Don is putting in a ton of offensive points. They've got two shutouts out of three. So I'm not captaining them. I don't think going into Portland, but Portland's banged up. They're traveling for CCL. Um, so the Seattle defense is, is definitely what I'm watching. Stephen Fry is way too expensive. So I'm not even going to go there. Um, and again, I said it last week and I didn't even listen to my own advice. The kids, the kids are going off right now. Um, you know, Cal looked like a kid when they played in Texas week one. He looked crazy last week and he looked even crazier this week. So um, it, it's starting to seem like maybe week one was the fluke, not week two. Um, and at those prices, you know, especially in a week like this where there's not a ton of people that you feel like, oh, I have to have blank. Um, looking at Caden Clark and Kate Cowell are just really producing right now. I, I agree with what Blaine said about, you know, Kate Clark scores some wonder goals or Caden Clark, sorry. Um, but still how he's playing in Red Bull, bonus points that he's getting, you know, they're just going off right now. Um, Chicago, Blaine and I also talked about this on Twitter this week, just not good on the road. They weren't last year either. Um, but it's just so kind of Jekyll and Hyde to watch them do so well and then go and play a team. You'd think, well, they could do this. Right. And just didn't, um, NYCFC is still scoring goals. Hey, Mike, um, Medina, you know, I, when, when Reed said that last week, I thought that feels like jumping on flame that might already be put out but he put one in in philly before the red card right wasn't it i think it was um still just you know they're scoring goals on the road and that's something that they'd struggled with before maxi morales look maxi morales looks kind of peak fantasy form like he used to i don't want he'll get hurt next week and we won't have to talk about him for a while but he's looking really good right now um and then Tanner Holm, I'm sure chat was thrilled with that, got into the attack and proved us all wrong this week. Um, and then LAFC, are they ready for El Trafico? Kind of a blah game in that 1-1 tie at Houston. Um, Rossi back, but did nothing. Vela not in the 18. Um, you know, they're moving blessing around in that formation. So... I'm never one to bet against LAFC, especially in El Trafico, but the Galaxy are going to get legit back this week. Um, they moved the ball really well against Seattle. They just didn't get any good, really good looks at goal. Um, I also, you know, Chicharito, if you, if you watch the Seattle game, Chicharito came off for treatment twice. He basically finished the game. I think he subbed out in like the early 80-something minute, but um, something to, to pay attention to going into El Trafico too is just, Who's going to be in it? Yeah, that's huge. That That's a huge tip right there for El Trafico. Uh, quickly, before we go on to our housekeeping section, uh, you mentioned Mike. Uh, last week, Mike asked a question in, in chat that I overlooked that I want to give him an answer to uh, this week. He asked me, 
which of uh, my team's losses to City Football Group did I like better? Uh, so both of Mike's teams beat both of my teams uh, <laughs> last week. His his uh, New York City beat my Cincinnati, and his Manchester City beat my Tottenham Hotspurs. And my answer to you, Mike, of which which teams lost to City Football Group that I like better, uh, that would have been in MLS because at least I got some good fantasy points out of out of that one. I did not get any fantasy points out of the Tottenham Hotspur loss to City Football Group. So there, Mike, is your answer. So sorry I missed your question last week. Reed, uh, but before, before we move on, I want to answer Josh Turner from chat because he's asking about it and we're kind of here. Uh, will Cade Cowell continue to shine? And I think now's a good time to talk about some of the kids since we're highlighting that. Um, he Monster score this week with a goal and two assists, but he got three bonus points on that as well. Um, when, whenever your forward's putting up multiple assists and getting attacking bonus points, that means he's doing something right, and he's really involved in the, in the build-up play, not just scoring goals. Wanda's never been that guy to get two or three bonus points. Um, Cowell is. He seems to be doing that regularly, and I really sat down and watched that game, and he was all over the place. Um, so, yes, I think he will continue to shine, especially for his value. Even if he doesn't score, doesn't get an assist, you're still looking at a five, six point game with the way he's playing right now, which is huge. And when you see that from a six million, seven million dollar mid or forward, I mean, you'll take a six on your bench or for that price any day at the forward position. That's easy points, and you're not you're not spending for it. You can grab you can go grab somebody bigger. So yeah, I think he will continue to shine. And there and all the cheap players, like you're seeing a lot of them start to pick up those bonus points and they're getting that consistent floor built because they are having to work harder. They're they're not the guys that we expect to go in and just bang in goals. They're they're fighting for their starting spots and it's paying off because they're hustling more. We're seeing that with Tyler Pasher with Houston, even if it's not all fantasy points. He's working his tail off on the field and picking up bonus points here and there. It's just, it's not enough to shine. But if those kids start turning it around and do those extra few things as they get into form, it's really going to turn around. I think the example we've got is Busio for Kansas City. A couple of years ago, he was that cheap option that hit or miss. We liked his upside, but now he's turning that into consistent bonus points. And if these other kids like Cade keep doing this, I could see them being fantasy viable most of the season. And if they're only picking up fives and sixes instead of 16s, their value is not going to skyrocket at a certain point. It is going to plateau. You won't get some value gain, but you're also not going to take any value loss, and they're not going to shoot up to a super expensive price, which means they can stick around a whole lot longer for the production they're giving you. I also want to just jump on that KCAL bandwagon real quick and talk about the things that Wando has said about him. Um, I, I think if you pay attention to Wando at all, you know that his work ethic is one that people talk about constantly. And that's one of the reasons why he's been able to do what he does. And he talks about Cade Cal going into the season and said that this kid, and he is still a kid, put in more work this off season than just about anyone that he in training and preseason was just absolutely, the quote is in awe of him. Um, and I think when you get someone like Wando talking about you like that, I, you know, I, I think it might be kind of legit. And legit transfers it over to fantasy, right? Um, especially when you're playing in the position that he is. There's no Danny Houston there anymore to take the ball. Wando's not starting. You know, he's really getting involved more than anybody in that attack. Now, San Jose in general still might not be very good. And that's where you need to be careful because we don't know what RSL 
it really looks like either. So going into RSL this week, some of the other games they have on their schedule as a team, I don't know if they're good enough to withstand his fantasy production. Does that make sense? But he, I think is, is definitely the real deal. I feel the same way about Clark at Red Bull. Great. Great updates. All right, let's move on to our housekeeping section. All right, housekeeping section. Uh, first, congratulations to our league leaders, the MLS Fantasy Boss and the Reddit Open League. Uh, Peterson, congrats to you. Uh, in Discord, simply your name is the letter T. Uh, so T of the the SOS Brigade. Congratulations on that. Uh, over in Patreon, HG is uh, winning our Open League there. And then for our head-to-heads, uh, there is a 22-way tie uh, of people who are 3-0-0 with uh, the Discord head-to-head. There is a six-way tie of people who are 3-0-0 in the Patreon head-to-head, the Patreon exclusive right there. And then in the MLS Fantasy Insider Experts Invitational, Skylar Redpath and Mike Pollard uh, are the only undefeated 3-0-0 teams right there. So uh, it's it's tight, it's tight. We're gonna have Matt on the show probably next month. So we'll let him talk about his successes so far, but that's how, how the leagues are shaping up so far. As far as round four, the games start Friday. So this is a a Friday start time. We had Saturday last time, back to Fridays. Friday, May 7th at 9.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, That is with Real Salt Lake versus San Jose. Only team right there. So if you want to have some uh, early shots for a keeper or something, this this could be a potential. I also want to give a quick early reminder right now, round five is the first massive double game week that we have coming up. And those games will start Wednesday. So we're going to have a quick turnaround, everybody. So be ready for uh, getting your team set for, for round five very quickly after this podcast comes out. Also, happy early May the 4th be with you. Uh, double game week information. No teams are on a double this week. We're saving that for next round. But this week it is Cincinnati on a bye. Woo! Guaranteed no loss for us this week guaranteed uh yeah cincinnati's on a buy so if you are looking for uh, switcheroo options you should have a cincinnati player which may be one of the only times of the year you have a cincinnati player must own team. must own yes cincinnati must players are must own this week for <laughs> your switcheroos um i'll talk more about the switcheroo next week as the double game week format is going to make that a little bit i don't say complicated a little bit different just be sure you think about it next week but yeah cincinnati this week CCL is back on. We saw clear impacts of that in this last week for for those teams there. Uh, Philadelphia and Atlanta are playing on May the 4th, as is Toronto playing on May the 4th. Be with you. That is tomorrow. Uh, Atlanta is likely out. They're they're pretty far behind Philadelphia, so keep an eye on their lineup. They may be able to bring a stronger lineup in Major League Soccer this week. On May the 5th, we're going to have Columbus playing and Portland playing, not each other, their own teams, uh, but keep an eye on those as well. Also, Toronto is likely also out, so keep an eye on what they're playing on May the 4th. Uh, they may not put as much into CCL and have a stronger team. In quotes right there, as strong as Toronto can field right now in, in MLS, so we'll still see right there. It sounds like Pozuelo is definitely not going to feature um, – but we'll see who is who is back for that. Those last three teams are also traveling to South America. Yes. Central America. Yes. Right. Very important. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Portland, Columbus, and Toronto are are putting in the the Sky Miles this week. Yeah. 
All right, that's the CCL update. Blaine, head up to you for the injuries, suspensions, and call-ups with the Discord injury wire. Yeah, um, another big shout-out to the crew. Friday was a fun morning. We had a bunch of stuff come in, lots of updates. Um, Fripp was doing his, doing his thing and had a bunch out there for us. Um, trying to highlight some of the ones I saw because we don't update this mostly till Friday, but it was... It was great. Um, Pozuelo is out as far as we know um, for the foreseeable future. We can't get anything out of that one, but we did get that Mavinga was supposedly available. I think they arrested him for CCL. Um, looks like most of their guys are starting to come back for, for Toronto. Um, Sporting's got the regular cast. Zussi returned to full training, so that does put an impact on Lindsay. Melia's getting closer, but he's not back yet um ladero did play he cameo so that's good news for fantasy managers he's coming back or maybe it's not maybe you like the way they're playing without him and you like the cheaper options and you don't have to go to ladero so who knows on that one uh wando missed because of a red card he'll be back this week um, lily lily's at the door um trying to see what else um jack price i think came off with a bit of an injury he got hit uh reynoso from minnesota got or got took a knock and came out uh, it's okay blaine we got you you can go ahead and say good night um i think those were the big ones we had i don't think there was anything really new from last weekend reynoso took a knock at the end of their game to, uh, got an early sub got an early curtain call but i haven't seen if that's anything too serious for the weekend yeah the the big important takeaway here is the discord community is doing a lot of work to try to get a more consistent uh, injury updates to fill Mike's shoes in this department. Uh, so to get, like Blaine said, they updated throughout the week. A lot of it comes on Fridays. Uh, head over to the Discord community, MLS Fantasy Boss slash Discord to join uh, to help stay up to date on everything on the injuries and absences and call-ups wire when that becomes important. All right, time for what everyone has been waiting for. Let's move on to our player picks for round four. We're going to start out with just some of the most promising games that that we're looking forward to ashley yeah you know before the show started I, I made a comment where there's a lot of games i'm excited to watch but not a lot of games that really pull me in for fantasy there's a couple um i like colorado minnesota especially if renoso's out especially if they still don't have a real striker coming in um i like colorado minnesota i like red bulls versus toronto um, you know, it depends on how hard Toronto's going to try in CCL. I, I think they'll try. I don't think they're going to win. Um, but if they play enough guys, then, you know, they might be a little tired or banged up for the weekend. Um, and Red Bull are, are doing so well at home right now. I also do love, um, a, a little bias here. I'll, I'll own it. The Seattle Portland match, um, Seattle's coming in pretty confident, which isn't always the case when we go into Portland. They have fans back, which always make a big impact on the game. Um, Portland is also, you know, pretty banged up and traveling for CCL this week. So I like this game for goals. Um, I don't know that I'm necessarily going all in on either defense here. Um, but I, I, that's definitely a game I'm watching for personal and fantasy implications. Lane. 
Yeah, first one on my list was Columbus, D.C. Um, I It's going to be lineup dependent, but I, I just get that feeling that Columbus is going to come out to play. I don't think there's going to be as much rotation. They rotated last week knowing that this midweek game is a must win. And I think win or lose at CCL, they're going to come in firing. And I don't, I don't know, just the way those two teams are playing right now, I expect Columbus to do something big. It's a home game. It's after CCL. It's on the break, whether, whether they're in it or out. I just expect good things there. And then, I like Dallas and Houston. I think these are two teams that can really go end to end and this game will open up. It's a rivalry game on top of it all. I could just see points coming out of this one both ways. Um, not looking at defense here. I think they're going to find ways to score. And then the third one I had on my list is I'm really interested in the sporting and Austin matchup. That's the Beasler's first time playing against his club. Uh, just, I want to see what's going to happen. I want to know if, Kansas City's open and Ilya's playing or whatever if I don't like that defense I love the way Austin's been attacking um, I think that's a chance to load up on a couple of guys there Dominguez has looked good um, they've got a couple of kids it's going to kind of depend on the rotation because they've been bringing some different guys through but they've all looked pretty okay and then Pulido's back and I think they could I think both sides on this one could score goals I think this could be a high scoring game for what it is and I, I think this is where you can snag a few points depending on how the lineups look. You guys covered a lot. I'm going to add Dallas versus Houston to that. Uh, I think there's some good opportunities for Dallas players there. That I, and that's, that could be a good matchup for them. We'll say Houston's not as bad though as I think people might've thought it also. I'm going to say El Trafico that that's always crazy. We could see, uh, but keep an eye on what Ashley was saying about some of those availability. And then I'm going to throw on Chicago versus Philadelphia here. Um, like I said, Chicago makes opportunities for itself. They, yeah. they just haven't been able to put them away. Uh, but but you got a couple of players there that are not expensive that could easily be a switcheroo for you this week. So I think there's some points potential there. Philadelphia, I don't dislike Philadelphia. I think they've got a lot of solid components and will definitely challenge. But uh, I think they're going to be trying hard for CCL and so there could be rotations and rest and everything and so we saw CCL impact us last week so I think that could be a good a good shot for Chicago and they're back at home uh, so that's so that's great for them okay let's start talking about keepers defenders and clean sheet chances Blaine yeah keeper room I'm putting room on the bench I know he's expensive but I just don't see where DC is going to get their goals um I know that's expensive, but I think I've got the money for it this week to do that and then roll into the Dallas keeper, whether it's, I know I said there could be some goals in there, but their, their backup is 4.7 now and playing pretty well. I, I just think that's a good shout for this. I don't like a ton of clean sheets this week. I really think you're looking at Columbus, Dallas, and Colorado, and that's it. So I, I didn't pick defenders because it's going to kind of be budget dependent and we've got some CCL rotation and I'm targeting some players that may or may not rotate. So it kind of, it's kind of going to depend and on lineups uh, for right now, I've got the most expensive Columbus defender I can, which is Mensa slotted in, but I can roll him into anybody that way. Um, I don't know who's going to play and where the injuries are. Same with Dallas. Dallas had a little bit of rotation. I think they're there. Um, I want Hollingshead if I can get him for this game but it's going to kind of be budget dependent. And then Colorado is just whoever plays. If Abubakar is in there, I'm probably going to take him. But yeah, it, those three teams, um, 
to be determined on the players, but I'm, I'm looking at the more expensive ones as I can afford them. And it just depends on what rotation does. Cause I am looking at CCL teams this week. Ashley. Yeah. Um, week one, I picked up Brad Smith and Alex rolled on, showed him up. And so I didn't pick him up again. And he was someone I picked up a lot when he was with the Sounders before. And, um, I think it's kind of hit or miss with those two guys specifically, but he just is playing out of his mind in this new role in this new formation for Seattle. I know it's at Portland, but they're not going to change what they're doing just because they go there. So I'm putting him on my bench. Um, not for, for a shutout. I don't, I don't know that that's necessarily going to happen, but I like Brad Smith this week. I'm also in a similar keeper situation. I like room. I hate paying 7 million for him. Um, but I like him on my bench with the game time. Um, I'm paying attention to inner Miami's keeper McCarthy. who got 10 points last week with a shutout. He's 5.5 and he doesn't play till Sunday. Um, so that's something to pay attention to. And then if you're really into gambling and hate the Sounders, I think that uh, Antonella is going to play again for Portland this week. I don't see a shutout there, but you know, if you spend all your money and you need a cheap, keeper to play because your keeper keeper didn't hit um i think mccarthy and then maybe antonella the next day um are probably stuver for austin as well not to root against Chiblain. I, I don't know how that's going to go but he also is cheap and pulled out a shutout in minnesota this week so um I, i'm i'm sitting on room and then like i said if, if he doesn't hit i'll kind of just play it by ear after that um i like trusty from colorado i like the bonus points he's picked up um, like we've said, I do like Colorado defense this week. Um, I like Duncan. I know everybody's big on Gutman and Duncan is so last season, but, uh, when I watch them, I like him. And that's, that's someone that just a little bit cheaper. If you're, if you're still looking for money, I'm spending a lot of money in my midfield and forwards this week. So, um, I'm trying to be a little cautious with my defenders. I like Kelvin Leardam for inner Miami. Um, oh, that's good. And- and then, you know, I'm also paying attention to just who's starting for Columbus. How much money do I want to spend there if I also have room? Um, so, yeah, and then I'm obviously starting any Cincinnati defender because they're Muslims. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, I think the general consensus is from us is uh, room as, as the keeper having a uh, Colorado defender, having a Columbus defender. I think those are the consensuses from – from the three of us, uh, I'll try to throw. You guys have talked a lot of a lot of names there. Uh, McCarthy, a good shot. Maybe Ochoa. If, I mean, if you really want to take a take a flyer on a cheaper keeper and see if if RSL has something against San Jose on the road, uh, I don't know. But he's cheap, and that could save you a lot of money if you need it. Um, but I think I like a McCarthy switcheroo is probably better there, or just going with room if you if you don't even care and just and just uh, see what Columbus has and just save save some money. Um, as far as defenders go, I think a lot of the question, and maybe Ashley, you can speak some more to this than if you already did. I'm sorry, I was looking at chat. Uh, <laughs> is it is it Smith or Roldan who, or both? Who do you who do you go with if you're trying to pick? Uh, I mean, for me, I'm looking at Smith this week, not because I dislike Roldan. He did he did fantastic, but he's gotten some consistency. Maybe an easier point rise with Smith, but is there a, a rule of thumb we can go with? So Brad Smith is six, and Newhu and Alex Roldan are six point five. 
Um, week one, Alex Roldan got more offensive bonus points, but Brad Smith and, and Smetzer has talked about this a lot. It's fitting in a completely different role in this formation and he is hitting his stride. Um, he's going to go up against some other good wingbacks for Portland. I think he's on Bravo's side of the field and Bravo is a very, you know, someone they're really highly rated on down there. Um, but for me, for watching the Sounders with fantasy, it, Brad Smith is, is the guy, not just because he produced this week, but because of how he's fitting in. He and Alex really have to, I mean, you know how wingbacks in this formation work. If one goes up, the other one can't. And it, we're really starting to see that Brad Smith is getting more offensive than Roald on is. Well, Roald on, so watch, he'll have like three assists this week. But <laughs> he's, still contributing, right. he's still contributing offensively. But Brad Smith is getting in the box more and sending crosses in and getting forward. So if you watch it, it seems like Brad Smith would be the better fantasy choice. They're both not bad. If you need the money, Brad Smith. If you want to just roll the dice and spend some, roll on or new who. Thank you so much. I'm also going to add uh, Wilson. That's who I like over in Colorado. If you're looking for a Colorado defender, a center back, I believe uh, I, I like him for some of the bonus point production that he's had. And then I'm going to talk about, I mentioned Dallas. I like Hollingshead. Uh, I think he has, he has some great uh, expected goals numbers. He's been an offensive player a lot. He pretends like he's throwing balls at head coaches when, when the moment suits him. Um, but you've got a couple of options there. I think Breslin is also another good one you could look at for, for Dallas if you wanted to, to go with that. But I like Hollingshead, uh, just sort of past three years, been one of my go-to guys. So some of the, the picks right there. But I agree with what Blaine and Ashley said. Some of these target these teams. They have some good chances. See who is going to be in the starting lineup. Like having Mensa, the most expensive player, you can always roll down to somebody else uh, and, and have some value saved right there. Let's move on to midfielders. Ashley. Yeah, I, I like Atuesta. Um, he's really picking up a lot of those extra points. Um, you know, he, he's only scored the one goal against the Sounders, but he's he's really carrying a lot of the load without their real, and I mean no disrespect with that statement, but without their real strikers. Um, he's doing a lot more. He's, he's looking a lot like the Atuesta we all used to, you know, have every week, and so I'm, I'm watching him there. I'm going to keep heel in my lineup this week. Um they're on the road at Nashville, and I think Nashville's starting to find their groove, but so's Carlos Heel. Um, and if I have to choose which one I think is finding a better groove, I think I'm going to go with Carlos Heel. Um, I'm paying attention to RSL. I, I, I think I want Krylak. I keep going back and forth about it. He's pretty inexpensive compared to some other guys. Um, I like Pizarro. Again, some of this depends on the lineup Atlanta puts out. I'm not really throwing my hat in three positions in for inner. Um, but they're progressing a lot better. I think they're playing a lot better. If the Higuain brothers are back and Atlanta, you know, rolls out a similar lineup that they did against New England, a Pizarro is someone that I want to have. And then again, not to harp on it, but I like Austin's midfield. Diego Pagunas has two goals in two games. Stroud for them, I'll talk about a little bit later as a switcheroo option. Um, but they're cheap and they look like, or at least they think they are finding some form. But if SKC rolls out Russell, Polito, you know, all those guys, I, I don't know that I love them to start. Um, and then I'm, I'm giving Caden Clark a, a shout in midfield. You know, he hit so well for a lot of people. Um, I wasn't as hot on his matchup this week and he did so well. So um, for that price point, you know, if you want to splash the money on, on the Twestas and the heel, I think that Clark is, is a great budget bench. 
I'm going to jump in real quick before you go, Blaine. We had a question in chat about uh, value and if this was when this is week four. So they wondered if the week one points were going to drop off. Value is calculated on a on a rolling three and five week average. So the three week average is the most important. And then the five week average also plays into potential value gains to a lesser extent. So the actual answer is no, the round one points aren't dropping off of the value calculation, but they're going to become, I don't know if significantly is the right word, but they're going to be less important than the round two, three, and four averages to to the value gain. So just a quick aside right there to answer that question. And if anybody else thought that, Blaine, your midfielder picks. Yeah. Um, I'm right there with Ashley. I think Atuesta and Heal are kind of locks for this week. Um, Nashville, like I said, I think they're figuring it out, but they they get, gave up two goals in the first two games. I don't really want to bet against Carlos Heal going into a team that's given up goals like that. So I, I'll roll with him. Um, I've got Zellerion in there right now. Like I said, that DC match is just too tasty. And I want to see what's going to happen. Um, and then the rest of it's a little fluid. I'm actually, I've got Krylach in there. He's on the bench. Um, I just, they're playing the first game of the week. They've had a good run of it. I'll try it. And if, if nothing else, it's value gain. I've got the money to spend the way it's going. Um, I've got 4.1 left in the bank on my first draft. So I've got the money to maneuver and do some things, even with the 7.5 on the bench. And so I've got, I've got Caden Clark in there right now. I do want to see the Philadelphia lineup, which starts at the same time as the Red Bulls. That may be Lucas Stoyanovich if Krylak doesn't hit. Um, it could be either one. It really is just going to kind of depend on the lineups of those first two games. But I'm really thinking about one of the cheaper midfield options early in the weekend, just because I know they're going to they're they're going to get me a price rise. I'm still playing the value game. I'm just a little bit behind the front runners. And I think, I think it's a good time, but I think these are two matchups, Chicago hosting Philly and New York hosting Toronto. I think this is where you can get some points in there. And so I'm going to, I'm kind of fluid on that. So Stoya and Clark are kind of my two fallbacks. It just depends on lineups. And I wanted to be honest with everybody that that's fluid to see what's going to happen. I'm not putting my money in. I think I like Stoyanovich better if Philly rotates, but if Philly, if Philly comes out full strength, then I'm probably going to go with Caden Clark just because I think that's Philly's defense is so much better. And Toronto is just kind of hit or miss without all their players. Now, if Pozuelo's in there, I may dump both of these and use my 4.1 and go later in the weekend. But because some, I'm at, I've asked for a tweet. Somebody said that Pozuelo could be available for next weekend. He's not playing CCL, but it did pop up in chat that he could be back for next week. So that plays into it. But Zellerion is kind of my big differential pick this week for what I've seen from the team here. Maybe everybody else in chat has him. So I don't know if uh, Zella has been a, been a huge, huge differential. I have Zella as well. Um, he is suspended for the CCL game, so he is not going to travel. He's going to be hundred uh, percent. So yeah, so he was an easy ad for me. Our general consensus here, uh, Krylich and Atuesta were I think players that we all liked. Uh, I also have Stojanovic and Clark on both, both of my team right now. Um, and, and at Westa, I'm not sold on heel though, as, as a must have for this round and nothing against, against him. But what I saw with Nashville 
starting to maybe come back a little bit to their defensive first ways at home in Nashville, New England doing some traveling. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I don't know if that makes him an absolute must have this week. If, if Nashville focuses on a defense first sort of approach to, to that game. But I mean, I wish I could have like eight midfielders this week. There are so many people that, that I think could, could be fantastic options that, that I'm still even on the fence with. I mean, right now I just told you who I was, looking at but um i mean i think nani could potentially be be an option he's he's done pretty well with leading that attack uh new york has given up goals uh, we we have seen that so that that could be an opportunity for him um fagunda as you mentioned ashley i mean i think that's that's a that's probably more of an under under radar pick than Zillarayan is right there maybe price for for colorado i mean he's had he didn't do well last week as as christian pointed out in chat earlier but he had some some good bonus point numbers earlier maybe this is uh something for him i always seem to forget about legit and that was mentioned in chat as well so he being back for el trafico could be a good opportunity so there's there's lots of great options i think for midfield this week uh several of them are definitely value as well so you you could really mix and match to whatever's going to make your team work the best uh, let's move on to forwards blaine yeah um first game of the weekend gives you great options i've got Cade cal and rubio rubin for this week i i think they're both primed for a value rise i think this is a matchup that could open up a little bit more with the way both teams play um Currently, I've got both of them on the bench, kind of duking it out to see what happens, but it's first game of the week, so you can scrub somebody out if they both hit and and roll with it. So I just, for the value and everything that's there, I, I love it. And then I've got Chicharito. I'm going to fade Vela another week. I've got Chicharito in instead. Um, it's El Trafico. There's always goals. Chicharito got shut out last week. I think he's going to come back with a vengeance for this one. Um and I just don't trust the LAFC defense all the time. I think they're I think they're ripe to be picked off again. Um, and get Legette back in there, as Reed was talking about. I think this is a chance for LA to go go throw throw a haymaker at LAFC for and see what happens. I mean, first time since Latan's been gone that they could really get a big statement win on this one. And I could see them really pushing it for multiple goals. And I think Chicharito is going to lead the charge if they do. So I'm kind of betting on that. And those are the three I've got for this round. I'm not really looking any farther unless Zardes happens to play, but I've got the, I, I've got the two from the first game. So it's really hard to switch on that. It's required that everyone listening is required that Blaine has Zardes every, every week that he plays. Anytime he's available. Yes. Anytime. Ashley, who do you like? Uh, you know, I, I'm gonna overlap a little bit. I, I'm a little hesitant with Kid Cal, but I dropped him last week, so just out of spite, I have to have him. Um, but you know, his first road game wasn't good, and I think you have to think about how Houston looks defensively and how RSL looks defensively, and how is that going to play to Kid Cal and and what he looked like week one with just minutes played. Um, I also like Ruben. Um, he only got one bonus point last week, and he, but he got a couple the first week at Minnesota. And then, you know, he's just really hitting with his assists and goals. So um, he's on the bench for me, but he's someone that I definitely like. Um, and I, I'm trying to leave a spot open for Baird or Vela or Rossi, but the problem with it is it depends on 
who of them is playing and then, then do I want Corey Baird if Rossi and Villa aren't playing. Um, when it comes to El Trafico, I, I kind of always like to leave a spot open for whoever is playing for LAFC. Um, I also have Chicharito. I do like Chicharito. I agree with everything that Blaine said about going into this week. Um, but I watched him get shut out by a three-back Seattle defense. Um, I don't think LAFC's defense is that good. I don't think that they necessarily are going to be able to contain him as well. Um, but these are two teams that when you watch El Trafico, you know that kind of everything gets thrown out the window and things just go nuts. Um, so I'm trying to keep options open to have a striker from each team. But if I had to choose one, I, I would choose Chicharito. Let's just get one thing cleared in, in the air right now. LAFC's de- uh, LA Galaxy's defense is not good. Not they've, good. they've allowed 50 shots against them, which is the third highest of, of any team in the league right now. Um, I mean, Cincinnati's the first with 75, and then Austin is second with 56 shots allowed after LA Galaxy is Chicago with 45. So, I mean, maybe 50 is not – horrible but a lot of teams were looking more like in the 30s and stuff right now so la galaxy's defense is not amazing at least at preventing shooting opportunities uh for a team so that's for me when i'm looking at the forwards here i want chicharito i I feel like that that's going to be a good opportunity for him uh this is going to be a a lot of pressure didn't do well last week but that's fine he comes and goes this is a time to come in a big high profile game and i think he'll be pumped for that i want somebody from LAFC though that's why I have Atuesta not sure about Vela and Rossi and all that um, but that's why I have Atuesta because I want offense on both sides because I, I just don't like LA Galaxy here but so Chicharito is definitely somebody I'm looking at another week where there are several forward options here that I think are definitely valid Chicharito is our only consistent consensus pick um, I think Rui Diaz is another great option Portland traveling on the road uh, and and to your credit for last week talking about LA Galaxy being held against a three-man back Seattle is doing Seattle has brought their late season form to the beginning of the season this year hope that's not a jinx for you all um, but but I think Rudy Diaz is another good option on the road against just this particular setup with Portland um, but I think again Rubin over there with Real Salt Lake I think is going to be an easy price rise could be some points against San Jose uh, Barrick over with Chicago. Again, opportunities are there. Just having them connected back of the net has not always been, is just not happening right now, but could be opportunities with Philadelphia. Higuain in Miami, Joseph against them down there. there those are two opportunities there. I mean, there's several players right here um, that I think for me, I have Chicharito and Rui Diaz right now on my team, but uh, that second spot has, has rotated a lot. And if Chicharito is not playing, then I don't know what I'm going to do because that's just all sorts of crazy. Um, so Reed, chat's mumbling a little bit at us. They go like, ahead. They like Iguain on the late game. Yeah. Um, I think it's a way to kind of appease chat. You can run with Vela in your lineup. They do play Saturday night. If Vela's not there and you really don't want to roll to Rossi or Baird, you just you want Vela if he plays. Hold that money. You do have Iguain and Joseph and Rui Diaz and Polito hosting Austin, like you have got four heavy hitters in a comparable price range. You can plan that out and you can bank on Vela playing and have a fallback on Sunday. And there are four options. So you don't even have to stay up to watch that as long as you see the lineup comes out. 
If, as long as you take Vela out when you see that lineup, set your alarm to look at the lineup, you can make your decision on Sunday and you can make your decision up until game time on those days. So you do have four heavy hitters to fall back from, from Vela if you want to abandon the LAFC forwards at that point. And I know chat's talking about all of them. They like all four of those names on Sunday. And there's, there's a lot of forward points to be had on Sunday. You could stack three guys from the, that slate and have a solid fantasy week right there. I mean, you could easily go with Chicharito at, at 9-5. You don't have to go with Rui Diaz, and you could go with Vela at 10, save you 0.9 right there. And then you could go over to um, Miami if you wanted to and, and pick a Piguain for 10-5, for or you could pivot over to – uh, Atlanta and pick up Joseph for eight, six, and you could run Joseph Chicharito Vela if you wanted to go with that. That's again, a viable one right there. If I did that, I would definitely drop out to Esta. Um, I mean, I have 5.7 million left in my, my budget right now. So if you run someone like Quilich is, is under, is under 8 million, you could run Clark who's under 6 million. You could run Stojanovic who is 6 million flat. Uh, you might still keep Zellerion, but you could easily maybe swap him for somebody and you could go a budget midfield, run three forwards and even throw in a Cincinnati player there for a switcheroo and, and you would have a pretty high hitting team. So um, you wouldn't even have to use Cal if you wanted to do that, but you could, I mean, there's, there's that option there. This, this is uh, a big, I see Russell's name being thrown out there with Sporting Kansas City. Yeah. Austin's given up the second number, second most shots uh, with Polito and, and, and Russell back in the mix. There could be goals there as well, but I mean, this, there's a lot of options here. There's a lot of options here for, for round four with the budgets that we have not going to lie. So um, still in flux for everybody, but Let's not get too much bogged down with that. Uh, let's go on to switcheroo options, Ashley. Yeah, um, I was looking for some budgets. Again, I, I also have a good amount left over with my first draft, but I always just kind of like to pay attention to the budget guys that are hitting. Um, Stroud for uh, Austin has 12 points across two starts, and he's 4.2 million. Um, I, I also think that this is the week we might see Austin start to taper off in there kind of kind of climb because they are going to be on the road for what is it? it's like nine games 10 games um i am paying attention to the ladero draw palo situation um joe palo has 23 points across three games he gets a lot of bonus points but when nico's starting he doesn't get in the more of the offensive points um and he's expensive so i don't know that calling him a switcheroo option is is, is a great look but he's someone that i don't totally want to start but it's i'm trying to kind of make plans for him. Um, I'm also paying attention to Fabio for Red Bull. Um, he's a striker and he's cheap and he is big and strong. If you've watched any of the Red Bull games, um, he he is a solid number nine. Um, and I think he's 5.2, which is a really great, if you're just kind of scratching your head at all the striker names we just threw out at you, um, there's one we haven't Sorry. said just to mess with your, your head who plays early so you could throw him on your bench and see how he does. Um, and that they're playing at home against, who is it again? Sorry. Um, against Toronto. So depending on what Toronto looks like, that might be a striker you like as well. And then, you know, like everyone else, Clark and Cowell uh, are some budget options. I'm, I'm thinking about switcherooing in. Blaine. Yeah, we've hit we've hit the first half of my list. Like Ruben's playing the first game, Cowell's playing the first game. Like those are easy options. Clark's early in the week. Um, 
Stojanovic is early in the weekend. I'll answer Christian's question because he's had it about four times now. I think I've seen it in chat. Uh, Ricardo Pepe for Dallas is he? He's a switcheroo for me. He's a he's one of those guys you can you can look at, you can find him. He's not terribly expensive. I don't. I mean, I'm looking up his price right now. Um, yeah, five five flat. That that's huge. Um, Christian seems to think he makes Vargas and O'Brien better picks when they're out there. Uh, Vargas is another one that can be thrown in there as a switcheroo option. Um, Dallas is playing Houston. I think Houston's defense is much better this year than the last few years, but Dallas, when they're on form can really tear through anybody. And if they're out there, your, your switcheroos are guys that you're kind of, you're banking on possibly having a really good game. Maybe not. So yeah, I think, I think Pepe is one of those guys at five flat. If you're looking for a cheap forward, you don't want to go with the early games. You want to have some flexibility or maybe you're going for some other guys and you're looking for somebody to cheap to switch into. He's one middle of the day Saturday that you could switch into. You'll have seen about half the week. So yeah, I like him. Just there's too many options right now. Uh, I think you guys have covered a lot of them. I mentioned mine a lot already with those midfielder budget options, Clark, Soyanovic, Krylik, um, Wilson, 5.7. I mean, those are people you could, you could throw in there used to switcheroos or just in your team. So I think a lot of the, the cheap guys who could normally be switcheroos are actually viable players, uh, general switcheroos. I mean, RSL players see how they play against RSL. I think that's, that's their natural place. Chicago players are also more, probably more naturally going to be switcheroos just to see how that's going to be against Philadelphia. If you even use them, depending on how CCL comes out right there. Uh, otherwise I think we've got a lot of the main switcheroo candidates. So let's talk, finally grab it up. Let's talk about captains Blaine. Yeah. Um, I've got two names down because I want to see the lineup. Zeller Ion is my first pick. Um, I didn't listen to myself last week. I went ahead and switched it to Rui Diaz. Thankfully, it only cost me three points, but I really want to stick with midfielders all season. So Zeller Ion is kind of my number one midfielder this week for it. If it's not Zeller Ion or if it doesn't look good for, for Columbus, Chicharito is my backup go back to the forward. I think that's kind of where I sit. I don't like any of the other games well enough, but I'm really hoping Columbus gives me a full strength lineup. I can put it on Zeller Ion and just walk away from that one and be happy. Ashley. I'm captaining Brad Smith just because Blaine said not to. <laughs> okay. Um, I, I kind of like a Twesta. That's a lineup dependent one for me. Um, it depends on who's playing the striker. I think that the Galaxy aren't as good as they looked week one and two against some kind of crappy teams. Um, and I think that if anybody for LAFC is going to open them up, it's going to be a twist from the free kicks from the midfield. Um, but on the other side of the ball, I also like Chicharito Balcazar as he was listed for two weeks in fantasy, um, which is never, I've been paying attention to him for like 10 years. I've never heard that in my life. So I only want to call him Balcazar from now on, if that's okay. Um, I'm joking. I'll call him Chichiro. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> um, but, you know, those – not to make it all in one game, but those are the two guys that I'm really paying attention to in El Trafico. Um, I don't think either defense is great, and I think they're both going to be pretty hungry. So it's just going to be a look at the lineup, go with my gut call on that one probably. 
Yeah, my first inclination is also Zellerion, uh, just because DC has not been doing very well and he will clearly be rested and not impacted by that CCL game. But the question remains is, how much will the rest of his team be impacted by the CCL game? Can you get that production out of him uh, if the rest of those pieces are tired or rotated out as well? So there is the big question. Um, after that, I agree with Ashley. My next pick would probably be Chicharito uh, for that big El Trafico game, as long as he's, he's playing. I like captaining midfielders, though, over over forward just because of the higher chance of the bonus points that they generate. But um, I don't know. I like that game for Chicharito if he's starting, but I'm, we'll see. I'm on the fence right there. I think Zella and Chicharito are two of the higher options. After that, third place, um, I mean, perhaps you're looking at an Atuesta if you're not running with, with Vela. Vela would be, I think, in that conversation uh, if he is starting and you're going to have him there. Um, there three is really where it starts to expand i think yeah. uh, so i think chat is a lot of the same uh we've got some bellovies out there zillarion uh rui diaz uh a bold one but i think that's i mean not bold just because he's on the road and he would i think would fall in that expanded number three category uh so ladero that's that's the bold one right there that's there the bold one will he be playing uh yeah. so that's a fun one all right uh, thank you so much for joining us, chat. That's all that we have for the show tonight. Uh, again, round four starts on Friday, so be ready with your your teams to go right there. And, of course, keep an eye on the lineups. Let's end everything with the plugs. Ashley. Push the pitch. Come check us out. Read some articles, game recaps. There we go. Blaine. Yeah, I got to give a shout-out to Skylar Redpath. He's been letting me bug him about fantasy stuff this week. Uh, some players not not getting added to the game quick enough, just some players that are missing, helping out with that. And then he's been a huge help on the DraftKings side. So if anybody does daily fantasy, um, he's at DraftKicks on Twitter. He's got your daily fantasy stuff that you need. He's helped me out behind the scenes a little bit. And I beat him in the head-to-head -head with this week. He was humble in defeat and messaged me first thing this morning. Uh, just, I love, I love Skyler. Skyler's just a great guy, good one to follow. And probably one of the smartest fantasy minds just in general that we have in the community. So if you don't follow him, if you haven't interacted with him, go look him up. Yeah. Skylar is a uh, top notch and I think he is in the Austin league this year. So watch out guys. He's head hunting your, your flag trophy right there. Um, Skylar is definitely the brains. I am a community builder. That is, that is what I do. And I'm not too shabby on the fantasy part, but mm -hmm. Skylar is uh a top-notch person and he is frequently in our discord community chat as well so yet another top fantasy mind you can chat with if you come over to the discord community that is my first plug mlsfantasyboss.com slash discord to join that community mlsfantasyboss.com in general to check out our articles our uh, elo rankings blaine's uh, switcheroo articles uh, the great little things that we have throughout there i didn't get a captain's video up last week sorry work got busy but i'm going to try to get that done this week for our weekly captains video as well you can still head over to r slash fantasy mls the reddit subreddit uh, we have the rant thread we have rate my team threads there as well it gets post some general interaction there it's a great community patreon patreon.com slash mlsfi fantastic players uh if you're listening to the podcast you will have heard 
uh, a little a little shout out to all of our members right there because I'm going to pre-record that and then just drop it in to make it easy. Uh, but thank you so much, everyone. Uh, humbled by your generosity to continue to support this show, so we can offer the awesome prizes and swag that we do. If you want to become a member, check that out as well. And of course, you can hit us up on on Twitter. Our Names are right there underneath us in this YouTube video and uh, always happy to interact with people, hear about your successes and even your failures. That's part of what the rant threads are all about. Uh, we can all uh, help console each other uh, when, when those things do happen to us. So uh, keep up with everything. Don't forget to set your lineups. Thank you so much, everyone, for joining us tonight and good luck. Mm -hmm.